Hey, what up, boxing fans? This is the Rope Adult Radio Podcast. I am your host, Chris Carlson. We are live on a Wednesday night. You know how life gets in the way. And uh, tonight, blog talk's getting in the way a little bit. So I figured I'd do it on Zoom. I hope my sound's, like, decent. Hope it's pretty good. Um, I'm actually kind of figuring out some sound for the future. So if not, uh, you'll see. Anyway, how about I shut up? This this is about boxing, right? And, man, did we have a weekend. Bam Rodriguez slowly but surely takes apart Sonny Edwards. I almost said Andrews for some reason. Bam and Sonny. Bam takes care of business, man. That was uh, a hell of a display of of talent and power and just a variety of items, you know. Um, some people are just calling it like a straight beatdown. I didn't really see a straight beatdown because, you know, I gave Sonny rounds and stuff like that. But, man, the little adjustments he made, it was something else. It was something else. And, and you know, I'm not a big fan of making a top 10 pound for pound list personally, because, you know, it usually is like a top 12 or 13 or 14. You know what I mean? You can make arguments. You can make debates right now. I think Crawford anyway is a good, really good debate for number one, but bam Edwards, what he's done thus far and what he did on Saturday. I mean, this dude needs to be, on the pound for pound list. So we'll get into that. No doubt about it. We'll talk a little bit about the undercard. Of course, Showtime, uh, you know, had their last hurrah. David Morrell Jr. took care of business quicker than I thought. I knew, you know, I knew he'd take care of business. But, man, I, I, the guy needs some freaking rounds. Hopefully he can get, you know, a step-up opponent next. Um, Ryo comes through, and that was a really – Really fun fight with a great ending, especially not you know now that we see uh, Colbert's okay. That was a big, big knockout though. Fun, fun fight, and although it took a little while to get going, Guerrero Umberto too. It took some rounds to get going, but once it got going, it was better than I thought it would be. Now my you know my the standard. <laughs> Uh, my bar wasn't set too high on that one, but I was actually in, kind of impressed for their age that they gave us a pretty good show. So we'll talk all about it. Um, Jake Paul, you know, won by via knockout, quick knockout. Some people are calling it fixed, yada, yada, yada. We'll talk about what's next. What's next for Dave Morrell Jr.? What's next for Bam? Is it Estrada? People are already talking about him in any way. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. So let's just slow down a little bit, man. There's fights where he's at and in between, you know, before anyway. And is anyway really going to stay at 122? I doubt it. But who cares? It is what it is. Um, but, yeah, we'll talk, about, we'll talk a variety about the weekend. And then, of course, we're going to preview and predict – um, the Wilder, Parker, AJ, Walleen, and the rest of the card. There's, what, eight fights. I think four of them I have, like, actual interest in. Don't get me wrong. You know, having these other guys on the card, that's impressive. 
like I've said all along, just getting AJ and Wilder on the same card, which, you know, is frustrating in one sense. Um, but if the fight's over and they announce the next fight between them two, as long as they, they both win, then I, then I can handle it. And we have, we've had kind of mixed messaging all the way up to this fight about, is that next? Um, it's looking good. And the main promoter, you know, well, it's not Eddie Hearn, but the main promoter, he did say that he was real vague with it. Let's put it that way. He was real vague with it. And now we're getting reports that it is basically a done deal as long as those two uh, get by. But Frank Warren was real. He, he used the word the UK, you know, cheeky. The UK, UK uses that word. It's kind of cheeky. The, the The question was had the term cheeky in it. And he was real cheeky in his answer, the non-answer, basically, which is not a no. Um, you know, right away, Eddie Hearn, like, literally at the presser to introduce these fights, he was, like, talking about the IBF and Hergovic, and uh, we don't know what we're going to do. Then all of a sudden, it was more like, nah, that's the fight we want next. We're going to get it figured out. And then AJ, <laughs> when AJ says something, it's just kind of like, really, dude? Like, are you are you sure? I got some audio of him, and, you know, I'm going to play a longer clip. So, uh, you know, I'm definitely not trying to, uh, you know, like, just take it out of context. But seconds out, Radio Raheem tried to, he served up the platter and said, hey, dude, are you sure that that's something? He's talking about, would you rather have a belt or fight Wilder? And he said a belt. And then he said, well, you could line up Wilder, Fury, and Usyk towards the belt. And I'm picking the belt. It's like, dude. And then he went on to say other shit that you're just, I have audio. It's just like, AJ. What are you talking about? <laughs> like what? What do you mean? No, that's actually not true. You know, he's talking about the belt. People remember the belts, man. I, I mean, I remember all the belts in every fight. You know that that the what made that fight cool was the WBA and the IBF was involved. You know, just some stupid stuff, man. It's just, it's just weird. So we got a little fun audio there, but I, you know, it is what it is. Um, we have, speaking of that camp, Eddie Hearn has some uh, has some questions or advice uh, for the PBC in promoting shows. So we'll talk about that as well. And we're going to slowly but surely later in the show talk about this uh, Haney Tank stuff. I, I mentioned it last week. You know, my thoughts was it felt like a, a press run and a week later it feels even more like a press run so we'll talk about some of the stuff you know bob arum and leonard ellaby coming out saying oh the pay-per-views were fifty thousand. i think other people have said that too but ellerby said fifty thousand. um now ellerby wasn't wrong on the gate we do now have the gate numbers in it it's healthy it's a very good gate i will give him credit there um, and you know, I don't, 
I don't know for a. I don't think that they know the the zone pay per view numbers. You know what I mean? I can't say they for sure sure know that. So, you know, anytime you get the competition, because Bob's done this a couple times when it came to the PBC and Eddie Hearn and but you know back and forth. Um, it's hard to listen to the competition and think it's going to be not, you know, not biased. You know what I mean? Like I said, though, I will say Ellerby got the gate correct, but does he, so he knows someone inside of the zone that knows the numbers for sure. That's where I don't know, to be honest with you. Now, the normal cable and satellite and in ordering that way, I could see him, you know, having some knowledge of that. Um, no doubt. No doubt. I could see that. Same with Bob Aram, right? And maybe that number that's thrown out there, that 50,000, right? Or some people say below 50,000. Maybe that is just those numbers and DAZN, you know, and that has nothing to do with the DAZN number. Yeah, I have no clue. I just wanted to talk about it for a half a second, but we're going to talk about it. There was a claim of a $20 million offer and, and, and it just, you know, he, he turned it down, even though he didn't say anything. Um, I don't know. It, there's just a lot going out there. And, you know, is this Saudi money? Is it just from the zone? Is it, what, what is, so, so what is this offer? You know, it, it's kind of, it's kind of vague. Um, and also what is now vague or I guess you could say coming more clear. It, my question is, is Devin Haney, does he owe options, or did he sign a multi-fight deal with Matchroom and Eddie Hearn? Because even now, you know, it, it, Ryan Garcia came out and said, you know, I've advised my team to try to make this fight with Devin Haney. I think it's a great fight for Devin Haney profile-wise. It's big. It's big money. He said that he wanted the big money fights. Well, this is the second most popular guy he could fight uh, from 130 to 140. I guess you could say another guy would be Crawford if he went up to 47. But that wouldn't be next, you know, anyway. So, I don't know. It, it, it makes me think that, do you have option on him? Or, like, what what would he be doing the negotiations for. I know they're both on the zone, but what would Eddie be doing the negotiations for a Ryan fight? Or is he even doing that? Is Ryan and Oscar, because Oscar said, you know, the negotiations have started. Is that just, I don't know. Cause he's like, when he's talking with tank, he's like, we got this, we got that. We got an offer from this. We're going to stage it here all over the world. They're calling, you know, it's like, well, first of all, if you're going to make the tank fight, it's going to go through the tank. You know what I mean? That's just how it's going to go. But we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it. I don't want to go too crazy deep on it. Um, But like I said, I think the Ryan Garcia um, fight for Devin Haney, I'm not saying it's better than tank, but clearly there's an issue there, right? Rehydration clauses. We do have some new information on that with Devin Haney, buck 65. Uh, So even if, theoretically, which I don't think it would happen, but let's just say Tank would be willing to go to 140, which I don't think he would. I think he'd do a catchweight or at 135. But if he did a catchweight, there'd be rehydration. There just would be. Um, But 
even if he did 140, the only time he fought at 140, Barrios had a rehydration, you know. And what would that be? Would he say 20? Would he see at 18? Or would he say 10? You know what I mean? So it's, I don't know. I just don't think the fight's going to happen. And I don't think they think it either. Because I don't, I don't believe they'd take this approach. Um, I really don't. I don't think they'd take this approach with the tank fight if they really thought that that was going to happen. Um, but that's just my opinion. Like I said, we will get into some of this stuff. There is some other fight news and uh, top rank announcing cards and a variety of stuff. But if this is your first time listening to the Rope Dope Radio podcast, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Rope Dope Radio. I'm saying that while I'm recording in Zoom. So that is kind of weird, but it still will stream on Blog Talk. But you don't have to go to Blog Talk and Rope It Dope and download the show directly there. You can find this here podcast under the Rope and Dope Radio banner on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio. Uh, make sure you download the podcast app, um, Player FM, Google Podcast, Podbay, uh, Podbean, Podtail. I mean, all, all sorts of stuff. Just Google it. Rope Dope Radio. And while you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegreenshoot.com, Eastside Boxing, and Phil Boxing. And one more thing about Direct TV Stream. Sign up today and save $64.99 when you get Direct TV Stream. It's our best deals of 2023 um, for a limited time. For $69.98 a month for two months. Can save fifty dollars when you get the entertainment package and Direct TV Sports Pack. You can also just sign up directly for fourteen ninety nine for the Direct TV Sports Pack. Either way, watch your holiday favorites on Direct TV, TV Stream and save fifty dollars. Get the best in streaming television. Okay, it says best in television. Maybe I maybe I read it wrong. Anyway, um. We got to start in the ring, right? I mean, man, like, sorry, I had to take a little sip of something. So I actually thought Sonny Edwards came out and won the first round. Um, I thought he did good in the first, say, five rounds, four, first four rounds, I'd probably say. Um, they were competitive, and that's why. I wouldn't call this like an ass beating the way some folks. Now, ultimately, <laughs> it definitely ended that way. And and just for the record, I did think this thing would go the distance. Um, but I thought the way he came out moving nicely, Sonny, with the jabs, the left hook, the pivot. Um, you know, Bam was focused on his jab as well. He was putting in some nice body work. I did get the second to Bam. Um, he did kind of cut the gap on him, close the gap and, uh, started to land pretty well and, and then kind of reset and he found his range, you know, found his range still with that jab and body work where, you know, Sonny just had minor success. Now I gave him the third, but it was close. It was very close. Both of them kind of trading jabs there for a while, both landing good counters, um, bam, a left hand to the body to close the that third round. Um, and then you saw Sonny in that round, actually, even though I, th- I thought because he closed a little stronger, um, 
he wasn't moving as much. He was landing on the left hand and counter left hand, but he wasn't moving as much. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Same with the fourth round. I did give this to Sonny as well. Like I said, I could be 2-2 through the first four. Um, I'm looking at my scorecard because three is kind of a swing round for me. Um, I mean, just really well-timed left hands were, were the key there in the fourth round for me. Um, and just clean counter left hands, just landing the better left hand and, and just shots overall. Um, but then, you know, fifth round, really close, very competitive. Um, you could maybe say Sonny landed like more consistently. Um, but he hurt, um, he at least buzzed Sonny late from combinations. And so you kind of, the last little part there, you probably, oops, you probably give that to him just off that. Sixth round, I thought was competitive too. The left hook by Bam caught Sonny off balance. Sonny still was landing good shots, whether they're lead or counter lefts and right hands, I suppose. Uh, there was a really hard counter um, off the ropes that was kind of showing like, okay, this is really going to turn, and turn it did. I mean, that's when Bam literally turned up the heat. Um, Sonny had his little moments, you know, from time to time. But overall, he was finding, Bam was finding his way on the inside. Um, he definitely buzzed Sonny again in the seventh round. And, you know, you could see the bruises, the cuts, the swelling started adding up um, and ultimately did <laughs> add up. Um, but Bam was just bringing more sustained offense on lots of combinations, hooks or straight uppercuts. Like he was just doing his thing. There was moments where there was still two way action. No doubt about it. Sonny was still game in the eighth round, but you know, though, like I said, multiple cuts, swelling eyes, it started added up on him and, uh, in the ninth round, he really started stepping on the gas. Huge right hand, knocked him down, uh, face first too. You know that's a tough, tough knockdown or a, a you know kind of a brutal knockdown in a sense when a when a boxer just goes you know face first. Um, and you know he he quit on the school stool after that school. <laughs> he, he 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 quit on the school. So. Um, you know, it is what it is. You know, he said that he was having issues seeing properly. Uh, he was definitely taking a lot of damage, you know, that's for sure. Um, but I thought he fought really well. Like I said, it ultimately turned into a beatdown, but I wouldn't go and call that a beatdown fight. It wasn't like round one and on, he just kicked his ass. That's not what it was, but the level that Bam, Bam was definitely above him, you know, level-wise. And he was just mixing up, sometime aggressive, sometime at range, sometime moving. Like, I did think Sonny didn't move enough. I thought he should have pivoted and done a lot of the stuff he did in the early rounds that I actually fully gave him the rounds. Um, that's not to say, oh, if he would have done that, he would have won. You know, because clearly he was saying that his eye was messed up and it just, you know, he was done. He couldn't see right. 
it is what it is. You know, we can go over that stuff all we want as far as, oh, this guy didn't want it or that guy didn't want it or orbital bone or, you know, I mean, like I said, we could talk about that all day. Um, you know, maybe you have thoughts on it. Maybe you think he's a quitter, whatever it is, you know, it's, it is what it is. So, um, basically, you know, he won the fight, man. Bam really showed his level. And and I say, bring on Estrada and don't get me wrong. I love some Estrada. It's just a great name for him. Estrada will probably get up for the fight. He is at that age, and he's shown a couple times where he hasn't looked as good against like a mediocre opponent. And then he'll he'll rise to the occasion. It happens a lot. It seems like it happens more and more nowadays. But um, yeah, that's what I say, man. I say bring on Estrada, and, and that will really help him continue, you know, this climb and, and popularity and everything because, you know, it was, it was a pretty good crowd. It was a decent crowd. It's it's pretty close to, you know, to the holidays and whatnot. Um, wasn't a great crowd. I'm not going to sit there and, and lie about it. But he did his thing, man. He did his freaking thing. And as far as, like, uh, MJ, Akmaldiev, man, he, he – he looked really good. Didn't really think that he was in there for a you know a super tough fight or a, at least a matchup. Not to take any anything away from Gonzalez, he was coming off that uh, um, earlier this year. It was in the spring sometime over San Martin, um, who's a good fighter. You know, um, it's not like he has that many good wins on his record or anything. But you know, MJ looked good. He took care of business. And I'm interested to see who he fights next. Another uh, standout there, as far as just how the fight went, is uh, O'Quinn. Jericho, I think it is. Jericho, is that right? O'Quinn. Dude was down on the cards. Not just down on the cards, but the reason why he was down on the cards, not just losing rounds, but he was down on the canvas. Went down in, let me see, the second. Where are my notes? The second and the fourth. Went down. Um. And, <laughs> but fit come fifth round, just iced him. Iced Peter McGrail. Um, it was just a fun, fun thing. You know what I mean? It really was. It was just, it was awesome. You love when upsets like, you know, like that happen. And it's one thing for an upset, right? But, I mean, this dude was way up. You know, it was not. He was way, way up. So that was that was a shocker, man. That was a shocker. Um, so yeah, Sonny, back to the drawing board. Bam and Estrada make it happen. Um it's December. I don't know when they're gonna fight next, maybe in the the second quarter. Early to mid second. I, I really don't know what his plan is, but that's a fight that's gotta be made. Because if he can get Estrada, I mean, he just unified to get Estrada, to have Rung the side, to have Quadros. No matter what, you know, we could talk about if they're, oops, shoot, if they're in their prime or not. You know, that's cool and all, but um, these are just great names regardless. 
And like I said, I have a feeling that Estrada um, would get up for the fight, personally. Um, so, yeah, Jake Paul, like I said, uppercut, knocked dude out. Some people think it's fake. That was on Friday. It is what it is. Um, now, let's go over to the Showtime stuff. And um, let's start with the old timers, the old, the senior tour. So Berto and, and uh, Guerrero, the rematch, the long anticipated rematch, man. I've been waiting for this for 18 years now. Um, it was slow to start out with, obviously, um, like really slow, not much happening. Um, but then I would say. Maybe round three, round four, the pace started picking up. Um, Guerrero was definitely put in body work. He was attacking the body. I think they put up a stat I wrote down, 26 to 8 to the body. I think that was through four rounds or three rounds, maybe, you know, midway point. But Guerrero, I thought, was, was you know, landing the better shots throughout, but especially early. And like I said, from like the fourth round on, I actually was really entertained. It's a lot better than I thought the fight would be. Don't get me wrong. Those first couple rounds, it's like, oh, boy. I think someone on Twitter was like, hey, dude, uh, they don't look good, man. It's like, no shit. Really? These guys aren't looking fast and in their prime? You know, funny enough, I thought Berto still had some speed. Um, But, yeah, it surprised me. I did not expect – like I said, I didn't have high standards for this one. <laughs> but then in the fifth round, Berto was was hurt midway um, through that fifth round. Big left hooks um, from Guerrero. Berto, though, started kind of getting his stuff back, and he started landing his jab and lead right hands, and he started going to the body. Then the sixth and seventh, I gave to Berto. Um, late in the, I think it's sixth round, big right uppercut. Um, don't get me wrong, Guerrero is still doing his thing, left hooks to the body, straight left hands, a couple nice uppercuts. But I thought he won the sixth and seventh. Big right hooks early and often. And then in the seventh, and then for Byberto, and Berto was really putting his punches together at the end of that. Um, you know, Guerrero still landing a little bit, but I thought the eighth round, he closed with a flush right hook, but it was, you know, give and take throughout the round. There was, I think, a low blow. I think Guerrero got his head pulled down a little bit, too, but it was like an uppercut low blow. But um, I would say it was closer than the judges. What were the – I know, I remember two of the cards. Let me check really quick. I, I did think it was closer to the, you know, to it was closer. Yeah, two ninety-eight, ninety-two's and a 99-91. I thought it was a tad closer, but still Guerrero won. And then Guerrero <laughs> starts – I mean, he – I don't know. He's he's just one of those corny dudes. Um, He's a corny dude, let's be honest. <laughs> he can be funny or whatever, but he's corny as shit. He just – he's trying to pump up the crowd. The crowd's like, all right, man, yeah, cool, dude. Yeah, yeah, boots, yeah, go get him. It was just kind of weird, but he did his thing. Like I said, I got to give them both credit. They're old as hell when it comes to boxing terms, but oops, my internet just dropped. What the hell? Huh? Sorry about this. Maybe the sound just went out. I'm not sure what happened. 
Um, but yeah, it over exceeded my expectations. Let's put it that way. I don't know what's up with the internet right now. Hopefully you guys can hear me. I don't really, I'm talking in the zoom. So I'm kind of just doing this. John can't do it tonight. So I'm just kind of doing it just to get some content out here for you guys. So it looks like it's a little better. Damn. What the hell? It's weird not being able to see my levels and stuff. Anyway, um, so yeah, I mean Guerrero, probably just a good name for a ste- you know somebody to step on stepping stone. You know, no offense, right? But that's probably what it is for being honest. Yeah, there it goes again. Huh? What the fuck's going on with this internet? I don't know what's going on. The level is just going up and down and all around. Sorry if the sound's messed up right now. Weird. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> all right, this is a little, uh, little all over the place. I apologize. All right, speaking of all over the place, Ryo and Chris Colbert. Venezuela, the rematch, I did think. Ryo did enough the first time around to get the, you know, get the job done, but he gassed in the fight. You know, he, he, he kind of tried too hard to get him out of there. Didn't train 100% properly. Some, some things, uh, you know, got in the way or whatever, but he, he always talked about how, you know, he has like a full, oops, he has like a full, he had a full camp this time. So, he was ready to go, and and you could tell he 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 also like fought smarter this time around. First round, I mean, super early, hurt Colbert, hurt him early as hell. Um, it was like a, a hook to the head and the body. Now he he kind of it was one of those behind the head shots, but you know Colbert was ducking too. Started digging to the body as well, just landing heavy shots. Um, at some point, he did. Colbert managed to to land some punches enough to get off the ropes. A couple like nice left hooks, but overall, it was thirty three to eight in that first round. Very dominant round. Of course, he, he scored a knockdown too. So, ten uh, eight round. And you're thinking, oh, wow, this is kind of interesting, very close. You know, it was kind of mimicking the, the first fight. Um, and Valenzuela hooks to the head with both hands. Um, I'd say maybe like in the second half, Colbert started to land his jab, started to counter with his left hook, uh, nice right hands to the body. Um, third round, kind of some give and take early. And then once again, heavy shots down the stretch. Ryo just landing the better shots. Um, fourth round, pretty much both of them jabbing, you know. Um, and, and you could see Valenzuela this time taking his time, knowing he's up on the scorecards. He's landing clean shots. It felt like he was landing everything he threw there for a while. Um, but credit to Colbert. He did. He got off to a good start, like in the fifth round. Um, but the angles, it was a close round, but the angles and those the shots to the, the head and body by Ryo, I'd probably give that fifth round to him as well. 
Um, but that was a close round. That was a competitive round. Um, and then, what else we got? Oh, yeah, sorry, sixth round. Um, well, I mean, you know, the lead right hand or hook, like a right hand hook, timed just perfectly out cold on the ropes. And, and you know, for a guy that talks a lot of shit, sometimes people, you know, that you're always going to get more shit when this happens. What are you going to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? It just happens. But man, I almost felt for him where he just literally like the, the, the bottom rope was like a pillow. It was, uh, it was nasty. He was out, out. Um, Ryo kind of showed him up a little bit. I mean, 105 to 60 for punches thrown in, I'm sorry, punches landed at 39% clip. The power shots, 96 to 34. Even the, the only thing was the body was 36 to 15. The jabs, which you'd assume Colbert, you know, would win those. So 26 to nine. But, uh, you know, Ryo has worked his way back here now, you know. Considering how many fights the guy has, um, you know, he's, he's tested. The dude only has, what, 15 fights or something like that? I think it's like that. I think that was his 15th fight. You know, coming off back-to-back losses, a lot of people didn't think he lost to Colbert. He definitely, you know, De Los Santos definitely um, shook him up, you know, a bunch. I mean, both of them, they were shaking up each other, really. Um because he had him down. So that I would honestly love to see that rematch. Um, and maybe you could do it in Minnesota. <laughs> you know, maybe a lot of Minnesota people didn't see uh, De Los Santos, you know, in that fight um, with Shakur. That's their best bet probably. Because they kept saying that uh, Ryo's got some fans there. I, know, I remember uh, Truth was saying that uh, he didn't know there was this many Mexicans in Minneapolis. Hey, I'll tell you what, Minnesota, the Midwest, especially the upper Midwest, don't get me wrong, it's white as fuck, okay, I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to lie, but in the city, the metropolitan area, especially Minneapolis-St. Paul, it's not as white as you think, it's very multicultural, um, you know, it just is, it just is, you know, I get a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> Somebody texted me earlier saying uh, when I was talking about it, they're like, what is it, white in Italians? Like olive skin, just making a joke. Don't, don't get mad at me and my Italian fans out there, right? boxing fans. Um, no, it, it's everything, dude. It's like, I mean, Minneapolis has like outside of East Africa, the largest uh, Somali-born, uh, you know, population in the whole world. So – um, the Hmong from the Asian culture, the Hmong, they, they've settled in quite nicely here. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of everything. It's a, it's a mixture blend, but anyway, <laughs> but yeah, there are Mexican twos and, and, and Ecuadorians. There's a, there's a fair amount of Ecuadorians I'd say. Um, so yeah, that maybe they could do that fight again. I know a lot of people don't want to see Edwin, but honestly, with Ryo, I think Ryo, Ryo's just going to make it a fun fight. Regardless. I, I think it was a good-ass fight. 
And to be fair, De Los Santos will be looking to to prove himself again. You know, he'll be like, all right, dude, I didn't have my best outing, that's for sure. And let's be honest, Shakur, you know, he wasn't doing much to make the fight either. Let's not blame it all on Edwin, for Christ's sakes. Um, But, man, uh, so that was a fun-ass fight to watch. Uh, Ryo really doing his thing. That was a good comeback. And then the, the main event. You know, I just wanted some rounds out of this out of this one. I said that from the start. Um, the guy had gone rounds with Shishkin and others. I just wanted rounds for David Morrell. But man, I mean he was touching him up right away. Once again though, I will say these these little minor stuff like little feints and like being patient, taking his time, he you know he doesn't force it like he used to and just throw these hard-ass combos. He does throw hard-ass combos, but he does take his time. He doesn't just go nuts or nothing like that. He was using his jab, the left hands, um, but basically touching him with every damn shot. Um, and I'm pretty sure Egbeko had never been down, right? Was that, what, 31 fights or something like that? 30 fights, 31 fights? And shit, that shit was, that was, I mean, it didn't look good. Um, a lead right hook stumbled him, let him stumble a little bit. Ekbeko got back on him, started pressing him, came with the jab, more right hooks, uh, hard left hands, right uppercut, just lighten his ass up is basically what it was. And that's what he did. He took care of business. That's one thing that you can you know, that you can say about him, he does take care of business. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's the thing about Morell is, you know, he he's not going to be able to get a good, good opponent who he'll probably still beat cleanly. But it's just a matter of just getting more rounds against quality opponents. I think that's the key because I remember someone pushed back on me with David Morrell, basically every time he fights saying that, it, it, it because their point was, and it's a good point, you know, his like third fight, he went 12 rounds, you know, a couple of fights ago, um, about a year ago, um, a little over a year ago. Cause I think that was in November, you know, he had a fight that went 12 rounds almost. Um, so he's gone the rounds, but has it been against quality opposition? And, you know, so you're, how high are you going to, I just like Shishkin and, 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 you know, a couple other guys that you could name out there. Um, uh, and Billy, is it Billy or and Billy, the dude from fighting out of Canada, that would be great. They're just going to have to pay someone at some point. Um, and he's just because he's just, you know it's just a matter of like how much are they going to have to overpay someone? That's what it comes down to um, because they were offering decent money to Ryder and others, but you know it's just not. I don't know. You're just not going to be able to. I just think he needs a Shishkin or, or one of these. You know, there's like three or four guys he could fight and maybe fight two of those. 
And I just, I think it will do, it will help him still. Now, could he go and fight Benavides and beat him? Sure. I'm not saying he could, but I think it would just be better off if he just got more quality rounds. I'll start, I'll start saying it like that, quality rounds, because he has shown he can go the distance. And if you look at that first, I think it was his third fight, that first time he went 12 compared to the one he, you know, a couple, like a year ago, a couple fights ago, he did look way better in that fight. So I think it just, in order to beat a guy like Benavidez, it just, I still think there's some craft in there. I still think, I'm not even saying all oh, this huge adversity or whatever, but, you know, I would like him to not be able to just be like, okay, I'll start punching him. You know, it's like these guys just aren't on his level, and maybe we find out nobody's on his level at at 168, you know? Maybe he'd have to go to 75 at some point. I don't know, but um, yeah, they're just going to have to, they're just going to have to pay someone. Um, And like Shishkin has been chilling, kind of waiting for, uh, you know, kind of waiting for his opportunity because if there is a belt that comes loose or interim thing that pops off, he'll be there. Um, So We'll see, you know, we will see. Um, I did, I did, I wasn't able to, I had some prior engagements, wasn't able to go to the armory, unfortunately. It was over 5,000, I think it was 5,300, and and they said they did the best gate they've done so far, and that doesn't mean it's going to be, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars it'll be interesting to see if it does break a hundred thousand dollars but um but yeah that's that's good news and and i got some other good news because everybody that goes there loves the venue you know ever since we started getting better fighters and fights like once we got fulton uh, to fight there, it was like, man, they're doing Fulton wrong, and they're all pissed off. You know, how, how the hell are you going to send them to Minneapolis and everything like that? But most of the fighters like fighting there, dude. When Fulton was leaving, people were like, you know, wanting his autograph. He was talking to people, and and they're into they're into the they're into the fight, dude. They're into the fight. So, um, I get it to an extent. It's definitely not a large ass city, but it's it's not this rinky dink fly over part of the area as much as people think. Well, you got to get here first. Once you get here, then you'd be like, oh, this is pretty good. I kind of like it. You know, it's kind of a chill city. Um, I mean, unless there's some police brutality, then it's not that chill. But uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's uh, it's a cool city, especially when you come during the summer. But the good news is they are for sure going to have at least – and it was told to me that, God damn it, it was told to me that way at least four shows. The contract uh, that began like in 2019 or late 2018, one of those two, was four a year. They're for sure going to do at least four. Maybe more, but at least four. So um, I hope they can somehow set one up in June and then do it like late July or August. When you get too deep into August, it gets a little fucked up as far as like butts in the seats because you'll have like the Vikings get preseason, you'll have the Twins playing, you'll have MLS, you'll have, you know, the state fair is like, I think Texas is like the only 
other place that has the biggest state fairs we have. I know that sounds funny, but literally millions of people come to the fair. So like hundred over a hundred thousand a day for a while. You know what I mean? It's it's a big fair. So it 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 it, it just takes away it's a distraction from people. Hey, let's go down there and check it out. So that's good news. Um, but we'll see. And obviously it was Showtime's last hurrah. Um, you know, uh, Alberto Pueyu and Kyron Davis and uh, Angeletti and basically everybody took care of business uh, on the undercard. So, um, you know, there was no no big thing there. I will get into fight news. By the way, I didn't say it, but Jermel Charlo. Well, I might as well just go right to this real quick. Jermel Charlo. Uh, that audio that's out there is fucked up. This is not a case of let's hear from both sides. What did he say? What did she say? Right? Um, or what did she say? She say? He say? He say? What? Whatever. They're, I guess one hundred percent they haven't um, announced that he hit her. It was a family member, um, but it. I mean, he's admitting he did. He hit her. So he's literally talking to somebody. And he's saying, you know, I think that person's saying something like she's a tough chick or whatever. Or, you know, that type of feel, right? Like she's tough. And he's like, no, no, he's not. No, she's not. And he goes on to say shit like I hit her, swolled up her face, and she called the cops like a woman would. It's like. Well, she's a woman, dude. Yeah, of course she should call the fucking cops. So that shit's fucked up, dude. And here's another thing. So Jamel Char, this is from Boxing Scene. Jamel Charler arrested, charged with a misdemeanor assault in 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 Texas. So that's a misdemeanor. It's just an assault misdemeanor. It's not a felony. So you could smack your girl, and it's not a felony at all. If that, you know, allegedly, as far as, because I suppose um, they haven't, like I said, they have, they said a, a allegedly assault a family member. So I should say, a, you know, allegedly. But I can't say allegedly because he said it. That recording was him saying it. So let's get that out of the way right away. Um, but yeah, I, I will talk a little bit. You know, they had a pretty cool Showtime uh, montage. I believe they're going to do an extended montage too um i kind of wanted them to do like a half hour special where it's just that like next week i I know that and maybe that's what it's going to be on youtube because i've heard a couple times now that it's going to be released on youtube i think they said should be said that on the broadcast um so yeah that's about it for the weekend um let's see we're going to get into this card. Like I said, about four out of the eight um, fights on there I have interest in. Um, where I'm like, all right, dude, you know, you can at least make a case for for the other guy type stuff. Um, so, yeah, I do think that, you know, there's definitely some, some interest there. I am interested in doing it. I don't think it's just the best card ever. And we got to see how the fights turn out. I just think, like, I think it's just name recognition, like I said, just straight up to be able to have, uh, you know, when you put Wilder and Anthony Joshua, like, on the same card, 
it's pretty fucking crazy. Uh, but you you know, we wanted it to be them two, right? Because that's what we were told all this time that they're in negotiations and all that. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I have a little bit more to say um, about that later as far as will that happen? Because it, it, it seems like, uh, by the way, Pro Box, um, Jukmabiev, what is it? Jukambayev. Jukambayev won real cleanly. Um, I think two of the scorecards, let me see, 98, 92, 99, 91. Um, it was a good performance by him. Definitely a good per- performance by him. So I thought he, you know, I thought he did, thought he did pretty good. Um, talking about that AJ Wilder thing, there was a report that the March 9th, this is a handful of days ago now, that March 9th, uh, this is probably a week ago. I think it was Coppinger. They said March 9th, it's an agreed that it's going to happen. Um, and Dan Raphael went to, to Shelly Finkel and he said, at this point, there's not a deal yet. So, um, also, what else? We had Golden Boy 2, the Fabian Guzman. I think it was, uh, was it the second round? Second round knockout? And that Jorge Chavez and Gerson Ortiz, that was a good-ass fight. That was fun. Um, yeah. That was a that was a fun little you know fun little card a little bit there here and there right on there, um, okay so let's let's get into let's get into what uh you know this weekend right and, and obviously the day of reckoning and and I don't know if I said it last week but that commercial with the zombie shit that was cool they they go all out like that they got a lot of money over there. I did hear a lot of people saying, hey, they got to do more like this. That's true. But, dude, like, you know, they don't have budgets. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure ultimately they have a budget, but the shit is large uh, budget. Um, so, and their their thing is, like, gross domestic product. <laughs> you know, they're trying to add 1% to that. They're not really worried about making money off each pay-per-view or something like that. Clearly, they're not making a ton of money on the gate. Um, so I, I don't know if, you know, folks from here in the UK and whatnot are going to be able to hang with that, if, if we're being honest. But, um, you know, like, Philip Hergovic, I, I, you know, I'm not going to break down that fight. He should take care of business pretty easily. Same with uh, Opatia, Opatia, the cruiserweight. He dropped his belt. Because of the payday, which I get it, he can always fight Oh Boy next or some other time. Um, so there's really not much in that fight. Um, Frank Ch- Sanchez, like Dimitri Bivol and Frank Sanchez, I think they're going to win their fights clearly, right? Bivol's already been tested uh, at the highest level, obviously, whereas Frank Sanchez just needs a fight. So I guess you could say Junior Fah a little bit better opponent. Lyndon Arthur's okay, but neither of those fights really do a whole lot for me. I'm just being honest, you know. So, you know, it's nice that they're getting some work in, but those four fights, they just don't do much for me. I got to admit. Um, now, let's see. The um, 
the heavyweight fight. Now, I think with uh, Mahmoudov and Kabayel uh, or whatever, now that, I think that's a good fight. That's a fun fight because they're both trying to get in, like take a step up. They're both trying to, you know, trying to get in that fully contender range. Um, so I, I do have interest in that fight. I, I think that one could be, first of all, stylistically, I, I could see it being fun. You know what I mean? And that's kind of like what I feel about um, the other heavyweight fight too. That, you know, I'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, I mean, that one, the Mak, um Makamudav, you know, I mean, he's had, what, 18 fights? All but, I think all but one is, uh, has been a knockout, right? Um, You know, he's fought like, you know, uh, Takam and uh, a couple other guys that we know, faded guys for the most part. Uh, that Raphael dude earlier this year was supposed to be something for him. He took care of him. Um, he's been, I mean, that Carlos Takam was last year, right? I think it was either last summer or last fall, something like that. Um, now that was a good fight for him, you know? So, you know, hopefully this dude can, you know, can kind of show up and, um, give him a good fight because he is, you know, he is unbeaten and, he got that win quite a while ago now over uh, Derek Chisora. Um And, you know, he definitely needs to test himself, that's for sure. So I, I like that fight. That's not that bad. Actually, what are the odds are on that one? I, I definitely favor my, my – oh, okay. Oh, even a little bit wider than I thought. Uh, I suppose not. Yeah, okay. I see some plus 550s. Right away, I saw plus six fifty. I thought that'd be, I thought that was a tad high, but yeah, plus five ninety on FanDuel. Plus five fifty is the lowest one I see. So, yeah, that that could be interesting. Um, and then <laughs> there's a there's the Daniel Dubois and Big ba- Baby Miller are fighting, and. There's a video going around with Miller, uh, I guess you could say, doing his thing. I don't know if that's really a compliment. Uh, he's warming up, doing the public workouts and whatnot. He says he's going to weigh like 330-something. Um, and I looked into it. So his first fight, you know, he got his last fight before the suspension with the AJ thing was November 17, 2018. Then, then he didn't fight until the summer of 2022. And he weighed in at 341 for that fight. Next fight after that, 328. His last fight, 333. So, um, and, you know, if we look at like his last fight, right, it was 315. Tomas Adamek, he was 317. Duhapis, he was 304. There is one in there that he was like, yeah, 283 against Walk. Jarrell Washington, he was 298. Um, so, 
Yeah, under 300 there for a while, but you know, this is there's 283. This is this is we're we're in the 2016s right now. There's 274. Holy shit! In 2016, okay, wow. Anyway, I, it's been so long since I actually cared about the dude, but you know, he got busted, right? Um, and he he did his time. So obviously, he he's added to the card just off of. Uh, Let's be honest, talking shit, right? But if he can bring like, I don't know, like 80% of what he brought before, like constant pressure, take a good punch, really get in the chest of his opponents and just go to town, right? He was a fun fighter to watch now. How much of that was all him? How much of it was, well, he'll do that for a round and a half or three rounds and a half, and then he's going to fucking gas. I don't know. He was used to the gills. There's no alleged there. But he is anywhere from a plus 210. Um, FanDuel has him plus 220, plus 235. Um, I'm interested in this fight because Dubois, man, it's really about, Going to him, you know, it's really about getting in his, you know, it's, it's about making him submit. Now he's coming off a, a good performance uh, against Usyk. Some people thought he got robbed because of the body shot or whatever. And, and I get it. You know, I didn't think it was that low, but um, it is what it is. You know, he obviously had that uh, back in, actually it was 2020, I believe where he lost, uh, you know, to Joe Joyce, he uh, had that little eye shit, and he took a knee, and he just never gave up. Now, he spots some okay fighters, you know? I mean, Trevor Bryan, and, you know, it's it, there's not the Dinu. I mean, I, just, I think this is a good fight. I mean, of course, Miller's a live dog, just off the odds, but he's just his style he brings, but what did he say? I'll look at my – I got it someplace. I think I screenshot it. Did, did he say like 328 or some shit like that? I don't know. It is about how you feel because sometimes I remember one fight. He came in at a kind of lower weight, you know, relatively speaking, and he didn't look as good. He even said like I was so worried about dropping weight, excuse me, that he just, you know, he just, he just didn't. He didn't care, you know? So, I don't know. It, it, it's it's interesting. Interesting to see. Um, so, let's see. I think that, well, I got uh, Makhmadov. I got him. I think he'll win my knockout, too. That's not really saying anything. Um, let's see. Kedipois. Kind of in between, man. I, I do kind. Of, I don't know. It's like I could say I could sit there and say, "Oh, I want to see him on the scale, uh, Big Baby Miller." But I mean, you know, it's like, is it really going to show you that much? You know. And then what are you going to do? Go back to like those weights that I was telling you about, and act like it's 2016 or something? Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's kind of funky. But I'm just I'm I'm looking forward to this fight, and I will have money. I'm going to pick Dubois just because there's too many unknowns 
with uh, Miller. But I'm going to put a little something on Miller with that plus money. I'm definitely going to put something on that plus money. Now, on to the uh, co-main events, right? Um, And if we can get AJ and Wilder through these fights, right? If that happens. Like, this would be, like, a really good thing for Wilder. This fight. Because... You know, he would have been outside the ring more than a year and having to take on AJ then. But I'm not saying, oh, he couldn't, you know, beat up shit. He was out of the ring for, he fought better than he did in the, in the second fight rematch, which was fairly one-sided, right? Against Fury and then came back after a long way off and for a while anyway, fought damn good. So I do like, we don't know exactly what weight he's at until he weighs in, but I do like he's not worried about any kind of 235 or, you know, the whole putting weight on thing. It just didn't work. I get after the second fight why you'd want to put on weight because Fury bullied the hell out of him, put his weight on him, and, you know, roughed him up. And that people always said, you know, for years, he needs to put on more weight. He needs to get bigger. He's, but honestly, he's just a freak of nature when it comes to power. And even if he's in the two teens, which I think he will be in the 20s, but I think it's fine. You know what I mean? I, I don't – I think he's fine. Whatever he weighs in as long as he feels good and he's quick and stuff. Uh, they've been talking about all the rounds they've been doing. Um, So we'll see. But either way, like I said, it's kind of a blessing in disguise – to be able to get like a a 100% you know camp camp I shouldn't say full camp but he's been in these little mini camps all year he said and so to be able to get a training camp to get a fight that'd be big especially if they're fighting in March and I don't know if they are or not but um this might be a, a blessing in disguise now I think Parker who's been busier will have his jab going I feel like he's going to I think he's going to fight a little like um, he did against AJ all those years ago, where he was on his on his bike a little bit. And I don't – he's not going to move in a ton, like avoiding the whole time. But I think that, you know, he's got his jab. He's got some fundamentals. That's the thing. Like, Parker's a pretty good fighter. Um, on his way up, he would just kind of gas because he'd throw these crazy combinations. Um, but I don't know. I, I just think that, you know, I, I just think he's, he's, he's pretty worn out. He had some tough fights with Jasora. obviously, you know, got stopped against Joyce, um, you know, fought three times this year. That'll help him. No doubt. Um, uh, but yeah, I do think he'll win rounds, you know? I, I don't see why not. I mean, a lot of people win rounds on Wilder, so I think it's jab and being able to keep you know distance for a while. I think he'll win rounds, and I think it'll be one of those fights where not a ton's going on. It's just one punch at a time, maybe maybe a jab followed by a good shot, or you know what I mean, like a power shot. Or I just I don't think it'll be. I think it'll kind of turn out like a fair amount of Wilder's fights, you know. Jab right hand. Both of them will be looking to, you know, establish a jab. Obviously, we know what punch um, Wilder, you know, wants to use. Um, we'll see if he, 
you know, I did like what I saw as, you know, I guess two fights ago, jabbing to the stomach, you know, moving his hands a little bit more, aiming, you know, at, at the body, at the shoulder. Throw your right hand on the shoulder. That shit's going to hurt, dude. You know, I'm not saying blow your load, pause, but, you know, throw a little bit more punches just to open up targets to get him out of there. But we'll see. He was moving a little bit against Hellenius in his last fight. Will he switch it up and be on the move? Uh, It could be. It could happen. But I think it's just going to be both of them kind of at range, circling, I guess you could say like lightly circling. I don't think it's like when I say, I don't think Parker's going to be on his bike bike. You know what I mean? But he's got a chance. Uh, and, you know, we don't know. But that's the thing about Parker. You could say, oh, he's past his prime. Well, so is Deon. Uh, Deon. So is Deontay. So they're both past their prime. They're not in their 100% prime. And they've both taken some pretty good beatings. So I do like the fight. And like I said, as long as he can get through and AJ can get through while lean, you know, and that's not, not just winning. You got to get through without fucking up your hand, too. If you're going to fight in March, if you break your hand or something, that would be messed up. Knock on wood. So I got Wilder by knockout. I think it'll be more of the mid to late. I wouldn't doubt if we're sitting there ninth, tenth round, edge of the seat, like, oh, shit, dude. Wilder's losing, you know? And then, bam. So it'll be interesting to see how much he wants to throw in land with authority his jab, whether it's to the stomach. His right hand to the stomach. Could we see a left hook somewhere in there? I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, you know, we'll see what all this, you know, work in the uh, gym that he's put on for a while now, that he's put in, I should say, um, will pay off. You know, like I said, I, I did like the start of that. I mean, I love the whole fight with the trilogy fight, right? with Wilder and Fury, but I really like some of the stuff he was doing, dude. He was just a little bit more active, just scoring points, but his points, are they hurt. You know what I mean? It's not just this little, eh, eh we'll let him have that. No, my, that, my shoulder's numb type shit. So, so I got Wilder by KO mid to late, and that, like I said, I'm leaning late. And then AJ and Walling. So Walling. He's a pretty good fighter. And the last time we were in a similar scenario, not on the same night, obviously, I want to say that was like, actually, was that Mexican in the, in the Penn's weekend in Vegas? I think it was when him and Fury fought. Fury got that badass cut. And then in a couple months after that, that's when um, Ortiz, Luis Ortiz and uh, Wilder had their rematch. And then they fought in February. Um, so he, he fought like, I think May, November, um, February, pretty sure that was what he did Wilder. Yeah. So, you know, he has like, he, you know, he had a close fight, a competitive fight. The cut was pretty nasty, right? It had like, it was like 40 or 50 stitches. It was pretty nasty. Um, as far as Wallin, though, you know he's he's got the names like Kaufman and Brazil and uh, 
who else let me check a booker gasiv he's just coming off of a close fight with that um actually went a little plus money on that i just think like if you look at like the the diet version the poor man's version of Usyk, right and i'm talking like okay i'm not gonna go to that i'm not gonna go to that <laughs> metaphor but um the knockoff bootleg version right um i think he has some fundamentals like can he win the jab you know uh, contest that this thing will be for a while. Can he do these little crafty things? I believe he can. I do believe he can. I, I think he can. He can be crafty in a in, in somewhat of a version like Usyk. Just crafty stuff. He's a good fighter. Good jab. Good fundamentals. Can move a little bit. I think Usyk's better. You know. Don't get me wrong. It's a tougher fight, but at least there's a blueprint that he can follow. And, and to be fair, AJ is probably knowing the same thing. Like, hey, man, he's going to try to do a lot of those things. So it'll be like, who can establish the jab? The crafty little things, you know, even trying to create a target with your offhand and stuff like that. So much of that can, in these type of fights, and a lot of the fights can be that. Who's crafty enough? Who's better just creating little targets and score some points and follow up when it, when you, you know, and knowing when not to follow up. And I just think he can, um, Otto Wallin can make, you know, he can go over, he can make him like he's comfortable moving around the ring. And, and, and I'm not saying he's going to be out there pivoting and doing all this. Usa, he's not going to do what Usa can do, but. I think this thing's going to go the distance. I could see in the second half of the fight, let's say the last uh, from eight to 12, I could see, you know, Joshua maybe opening up a little bit more, but he, he just hasn't done that in so long. Um, Really opened up, opened up. And, you know, Wallin, he's got, he's got some decent power. Right, he's okay. He can punch a little bit, but it's not something that I don't know. I just I don't see him beyond the old heavyweight. It's heavyweight boxing. Everybody can get touched and hurt. And that's true. That's not like some kind of bullshit statement. That's true. But I don't know. I mean, given what I saw in that Franklin fight, like if Fra- Franklin had some success. And what was that like a like a nine to three fight or something like that? Let me actually look at the scorecards. Um, actually, yeah, two of them nine to three. One of them okay. So I don't know. I I just think that he can like even it took a Hellenius you know a little while now he knocked him out of course but I don't know. I mean he's just not that explosive puncher anymore. He doesn't, not that he doesn't have it. Well, he doesn't have it. It's, it's there, but you got to be able to deliver it. And he's kind of stuck in between styles of being more responsible and not getting into firefights, but there's a time and a place where it's time to go. And if you got your opponent hurt, it's time to deliver some punches. 
And that's what he's going to need to do against Wilder if he wants to win that fight. But, um, so I have him winning by decision. Could I see like a late TKO? Yeah, I could. But I think Wallin's just got enough craftiness, enough skill, enough ability to land jabs, to pot shot, to just find the openings. But I, I think it's going to be a good fight. Um, I think both of them are going to be competitive, the, the top two two uh, cards or top two fights of the card. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. All right, anyway, um, let's see here. So speaking of, while we're on the subject, um, like I said, earlier that when they, when they introduced this card, um, you know, first it was kind of like, wait, they're not going to fight each other? Like, what, what What do you mean they're not fighting each other? It was kind of like, oh, that's, what the fuck's this, you know? And I thought, okay, well, then the first thing I thought of is, well, hold on, dude. Like, it's Saudi money, right? Um, Usually people will bow down to that, if we're being honest, right? Because it's just a lot of money. Um, And then I thought, Kind of what I just was talking about. This probably helped Wilder, dude. Like, if Wilder gets a, a camp and a fight and then can come back within the next chunk of months and have another camp and a fight, it pro- you probably shouldn't have done that. You probably shouldn't have done that, dude. You probably shouldn't have let him get the rust off. But who knows? Maybe both of them will lose. Maybe one. I, I wouldn't be shocked if one lost, though. I'll say that. Um but I think they'll both get through. I do ultimately think. Because that's the thing about Wilder. He could be down on the cards, but he's going to fucking go for it. So if it's two rounds left, he's just going to go for it. Like, he, he will try to hurt him. And once he gets him hurt, we know what happens generally beyond <laughs> Tyson Fury's ass. You know what I mean? That dude, I mean, he hurt him and dropped him and looked like he knocked him out a couple times. But dude just kept going. Um but so you hear at the start, you heard, oh, the IBF and Hergovic, Her, Hergovic's on this card. And if that, you know, they're going to they're going to let the undisputed fight happen. What is that? February 17th or something like that with Usyk and Fury. And then the, the IBF's probably going to come loose. Right. And right away, Eddie was saying, well, it's wilder. But it, but if Hervic, you know, Herg, Hergovic. You know, that's a big fight there, too. And so it could be, you know, they were real vague with it and it almost sounded like that's what they're going to do, you know. And so I was kind of like, wait a second, dude. I mean, I'm used to and this used to be more commonplace where you would put two dudes on a card and then the next card they're fighting as long as they win. That's that's an old, you know. Model, I guess you could say. And I, and I do like the model, by the way. I, I, I've always liked that. But the thing that bugged me is we were told this fight's happening, and then it didn't. And, you know, at least they're going against pretty good op, you know, so that's what I do like. But anyway, long story short, once they had the uh, the press conference and all that, then all of a sudden it was a different tune, you know. Joshua said he wanted the Wilder fight. Hearn was saying, we're going to get this thing done. Just focus on the fights. Let's not talk about it, but that's going to be next, right? And Eddie Hearn did talk about 
the IBF again in her Ergovic, and 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 then <laughs> and then Joshua, he was like, "Yeah, I'd rather fight for a belt than fight Wilder," and it was like, "So her Ergovic, because that's what that is, or Wilder, you know?" And, and um, Radio Rahim seconds out followed up from because he had already said this in a different interview, and they're like, "Dude." He's just kind of like putting it on a platter, kind of clarifying what he means. And, and AJ's trying to clarify too, but it's like still like, what? But he just, I'll let you hear it. Okay, this is what he said. So I don't want to just take it out of context. This is what he said. We know that the, the Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder fight is what we're all here expecting to be announced at the end of the night. I'll go win. That's why I'm focused on Wilder. But it's but you said that you'd rather fight for a title than yeah, fight of Wilder. Of course. Wouldn't yeah. you? I would what rather fight? see you fight Wilder. Oh, okay. From an entertainment point of view. Yeah, it's the fight that we've been waiting for for years and years and years. It seems like maybe the biggest fight in boxing. Why why not have that fight? Oh what of course I'll fight Wilder, hundred percent. But if you was like you know them questions that they do on TikTok, heavyweight championship or another fighter. You put me, you put Fury, Wilder, Usyk, or the championship. I'll say the championship. It's not that I don't want to fight these guys. I just value the championship way more than anyone because you've never heard someone say, oh, this person fought that person, but you do hear that they were five-time heavyweight champion of the world. That's, that lives, and that gives brings more money, more business, more than anything, right? So, you see what I'm saying? Like, I let him go for a while. Seconds out. Radio Rahim, credit to them, but it's like, first of all, <laughs> like, I'm glad he clarified that he said, no, including Fury or Usyk or them, I- I'll go for the belt. Like, I understand what he's saying to an extent, but it's like, dude, when when he goes, <laughs> when he starts going into like, you know, you're going to get more money for it. No, no, dude, you get more money for You think the Saudis are going to pay you the same amount of money as they are for Wilder and, and Hergovic because it's a belt? When everybody fucking knows that Usyk and Fury are the best two right now and that's who gets a chance to fight for Undisputed Lineal? And then he goes, you've never heard anybody. It's like, a, wait, just stop right there. Please don't say what you're going to say, Anthony. He said... You've never heard anybody say this guy fought that guy. You just heard that he was a five-time champ. It's like, what are you fucking talking about, Anthony? You've never heard this guy fought that guy? <laughs> what? I mean, all those great 70 heavyweights, 80s, four kings. Do we fucking remember each and every belt in that process? Because I sure fucking don't. Now, I could say, well, Linio and all that, but I mean... What do you mean nobody said this dude fought this dude? They just know how many times he's been a champ. I don't know how many belts Manny Pacquiao and Floyd had ultimately. I guess I could go through it and have to write down shit and, and think it through. But that that's just the craziest shit to say. It's just like, what? Like, what are you, what are you talking about, dude? You've never heard anyone say... This guy fought that guy. That's exactly what they talk about. Like, it's it's just it's just weird, dude. It's like when the fifty million dollar thing came out, and you hear him describe it, 
And some people are, by the way, kind of blending in this Devin Haney 20 million offer and saying, well, Joshua, well, now you don't think it's real, but you thought the Wilder thing was real for Joshua. Okay, but this was different. First of all, let's talk about this, actually, because so I got some messages about this. And, um, <laughs> like, Anthony Joshua said, if you think, because this is right when they were negotiating, they were actually negotiating the terms. Now, it was too much publicly, I thought. Eddie Hearn would come out and be like, I offered him five and a half million. Seven and a half, ten and a half, you know, 13, 15, 17, you know. Meanwhile, we know he was lowballing the whole time because when he actually got the offer from the zone, it was, you know, a reported 40 mil. So, um, but he said, if you think this fight's worth 100 mil, then give me 50 mil. And so they just called his bluff. But when he went, that video that we played, you know, on the show, when he tried to explain the 50 mil, well, the 50 mil is not really 50 mil. By the time it gets over to the UK and my sponsors, it's like, nah, dude, 50 mil is 50 mil, dude. Like, what kind of deal do you have? How how much people are taking out of your your pocket then? What do you mean the 50 mil is not really 50 mil? Well, no shit. You got to pay taxes on it. You got to do this. You got to pay that person. But, and I get it. He was trying to explain that he has deals over there. And, and I'm not, but it was just, anytime he tries to fucking explain something, it's like, dude, I'm not a big shut up and dribble guy, but man, it's borderline with his ass. I I hate the shut up and dribble shit, but this dude maybe should shut up and dribble because it's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what do you mean the belt means more? More than fighting Fury? Now, I could see if you're like, well, I'm going to chill for a second. If Fury beats Usyk, I'll fight Fury. Because I don't want to fight, you know, Wilder's dangerous to fight because of the, the KO power. Not to say Fury isn't, but maybe he thinks he won't get the Fury. You know, I might as well just get the Fury. The point is, Anthony, you have to fight Wilder and or Fury. He fought Usyk. That's awesome. Fought some other solid guys, no doubt. But you didn't, in this generation, you haven't fought Fury and you haven't fought Wilder. So who gives a flying fuck about a damn belt if that hasn't? I'll always take the belt. What? Like, it's just weird. It's just fucking weird, man. It's just super weird. However, I talked about Frank Warring being kind of cheeky. It was a cheeky question. Um, and, it, and he gave a cheeky answer. He didn't give an answer. He was like, eh, I'm not sure. It's, it's, it is what he didn't give an answer to see if that fight's done or not. So that did kind of open up the door. It was like, Oh, this is probably a good, this is probably a good thing. You know what I mean? This is probably a really good thing. Cause he'd probably just say they're working on it or whatever. Right. But he did. So I do think this fight's going to happen. Knock on wood. Um, Dan Raphael came out and said that they're both uh, fully agreed now. Um, the first plan on that date, March 9th in Saudi. Uh, it's claimed that contracts are expected to be signed before they fight. Now, I don't know if they can do that exactly then or what. I think it's maybe just about agreement and then you sign the contract. But either way, if you're going to do this event, 
at the end of it, <laughs> right? At the end of it, what are you what are you doing? Right? At the end of it, you should be it should be looking like Okay, so he said he's weighing 328, Jarrell Miller, by the way, 328. Um, Like, remember how they did uh, Canelo in in Triple G that first time? How they had Canelo, you know, beating the shit on Chavez Jr. in a really bad fight. But then Golovkin was there, and it's next. It's coming September, right? So... That's that's what that's what needs to take place. They need to say after that fight, March 9th, let's fucking get it on. That's what they need to do. That's what they need to do. And that's pretty basic. You know what I mean? It is pretty basic. So you know, we'll we'll see. Um I'm hoping that's the case. But it, if they fight other people, and we all know Wilder's ready to go. We all know that. Um, so we'll see if Eddie Hearn is. I believe, you know, I believe that they're going to do it. But we still got to see it. And they got to get through these fights, like I said. And it's not just winning. It's being healthy, you know. So um, we'll see, man. We will see. Okay, so what else we got here? Um Okay, so the tank and Haney stuff, I don't want to get, I'm not going to do a 40-minute segment on this. It's just me tonight anyway, but, you know, first and foremost, does Devin Haney have still have an option with Eddie Hearn? Because when they say they talked about a $20 million offer and he turned it down, well, in the DMs, fights don't get made on social media. Fights don't get made doing the press runs, doing interviews left and right. They get made behind closed doors. They don't get made in the DMs, right? Now, we've seen some, you know, like the, the message that Katie Taylor said to Eddie, right? Uh, Andy Ruiz, that's another reason. Okay, they're looking for a fight for Joshua because Big Baby fucked up. He was used to the gills. He sent him a DM. Hey, man, let's talk. But they didn't fucking, uh, you know, they they talked then. (laughs) They talked then. And you have to go through. You have to go through it. That's the key. You have to go through it. So, um, and especially in this scenario, you know what I mean? Especially in this scenario. Like, you know what you got to do if you actually want this fight. And I think that they I think they knew that the fight wasn't going to happen. And I think that there's no way they'd come to terms as far as the weight. Let's just say theoretically, let's 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 bend over backwards all the way to tank side. And let's just be biased and say he'd go to 140. Well, okay, but he for sure won a catch weight. And, oh, I'm sorry. He go to 140. He for sure, my thing is he'd probably want a catch weight. He probably wouldn't go to 140, but if he did go to 140, he'd for sure want rehydration clause. He wanted that before 
He did it for Barrios at 140. Saw or heard what he thought of Barrios and how careful he was and how big he was. And Jake said that after the fight. I'm just saying what he said. Um, so I just think he knows that fight's not going to be made and they're just throwing shit out kind of like they did with Matias and, and they're throwing out money. But the 20 million, first of all, so so that's what I'm saying. So what's Eddie got to do with it? Is it matchroom? Is it DAZN? I'm not saying DAZN can't put up $20 million. That's, they did it with Canelo. I'm not saying they can't. But is it coming from the Saudis? That's my thing. It's like if Gervonta is going to go fight on DAZN, it would be DAZN coming to him with an offer, much like Wilder, right? If it's the Saudis, that's even more go fuck yourself. Uh, Leonard Ellerby and Eddie Hearn. It's the fighters, bring your representatives, cool, but we're doing a deal with the fighter. That's what we're doing, you know, and they're big-ass deals. So Saudi would come to Gervonta and say, hey, we think this fight can be made. Here's an offer. They talk it through. These things need to be negotiated. You have to go through a negotiation process. You know, shouts out to Ness. Ness was talking to Bill on the Boxing Boys. You know, shots out to Ness, hardest man, hardest working man out there um, in this business. You know, it, it's like he's like, come on, Bill, you got to You got to at least let him answer or you got to you got to talk to him. You can't just you want to take it or not. Hang up, call back. Hey, Ness, fuck them. You know, like that's not how it gets fucking made. And I think Bill knows that. I think Bill knows that. And I'm not saying he don't want the fight, really. I just don't think that they know that it's not realistic. Because it's going to be on Tank's terms. That's just bottom line. So the whole t- the thing is, the whole $20 million coming from DeZone, Eddie, Saudi, who? Who's it coming through? Because I remember when Devin was talking about Tiafimo, he was the one to say, well, you got to talk to your boss. You got to go talk to Bob. Okay. So what's Eddie doing in this shit? What what what's Eddie doing? Do you still have an option with him? And and, and it almost sounds like that he's going to be part of the negotiation process for this Ryan Garcia. By the way, Devin does have a mando with Sandro or Martin who won. So, um, but yeah, the press run stuff. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, you know. Because Eddie was using the word we a lot. That's my point. He was using the word we. We got this for him. We got that for him. Now it sounds like Eddie and him did exchange messages now. And Eddie said he was sorry for some stuff he said to him. That he didn't mean it. Um, Like he's not a deep thinker. Blah, blah, blah. Um, But it's like, don't, like, he knows who to talk to. Eddie does. If Bill, you know, they all know who to fucking talk to. And you know what? It's not just calling Al Heyman left and right. Al doesn't answer the phone. Right? But, or even have have his number, to be fair. But you know who you can call to do it. So, but I don't think that fight's possible. And like I said, the rehydration clause when dude weighs in at 140 and he's 165, 
they're going to ask for a rehydration clause, right? That's just how it's going to be. They'll be super lucky to Haney's to get him up to 140. I'm talking really lucky. I don't think he would do it. I think they'd work out a catch weight. You can even hear Calvin Ford talk about let's let's figure it out. I just, speaking of though, let's keep going with this because Ryan Garcia now has come out and said, I'm ready to go. I've let all my, you know, my team know that I want them to make that fight with Devin Haney. As we know, they're tied up, what is it, 3-3 or something like that? I think it's 3-3 in the amateurs. um, You know, like, you know, I I think it's a great fight for him. I really do. I think it's a great fight for him. By the way, the gate with Regis Progray and him did 1.7 million at the gate. And I, and I will say this now, like I said, when Bob has given numbers on PBC stuff with maybe knowing the app, maybe not knowing the app, the internal information, I don't know if they have someone that's leaking them to zone pay-per-view numbers. Okay. That goes for LRB and Bob Aram. But I do think that they'd have access or knowledge to a lot. Right. When you've had that type of success, you do. You probably do. And he did say one point seven million before it was announced officially. Leonard LRB did. But but and and when they say fifty thousand or short of fifty thousand, you know, that number could be the cable and satellites. And then you have the DAZN paper numbers. Now what are if that's a hundred thousand, if that's less than a hundred thousand, if that's fifty, I have no clue what it is. All I know is what you know. The only person on that side, because Haney said that there's no, you know, he doesn't have the pay per view numbers yet, because he said that's how I'm going to get really get paid. Paid. Um, he said that today. And in an interview, and, and the only person that's even hinted at it was Eddie, and he said it's it's I don't know the exact Haney Lomachenko's, but it's in that ballpark. So he he was pretty vague with it too. But he also said that's up for the zone to announce. So you know, it's just vague. But as far as rehydration clause goes, though, um, like it's funny because oh. People can't have an opinion. This is what he said. Oh, oh, hold on. So Devin Haney, okay, and Haney, rather than Bill Haney, said about the Garcia or the Gervonta stuff. He said there's no real negotiations. That's a flight he I'd love, but his team haven't reached out to us or anything. Um, they said they'll be the ones to send the offer, but nobody's reached out. Uh, we're on Ryan Garcia now. We're in negotiations with Oscar, Ryan, Ryan's lawyer, and Ryan's team. So it could very much be next. Okay? Now, he didn't say Eddie in that. It just, when I hear a lot of wheeze and all that, it just makes me wonder. You know? Because they're on the same, you know, he said it, they're on the same platform, Eddie said, too. It's like, well or at least a workable platform, or is he under, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's real vague if he has an option on him or not, you know? Um, but he didn't men- mention Eddie here, uh, Haney. 
but you know, but then he's making offers in the other one. So, and Oscar confirmed it as well. But here's the thing: this is what Oscar confirmed that he's now started with Eddie to try to talk about it. So, I don't know, man. I really don't have a clue what's what. I don't. Um, but I would love it. Oscar also said the ball's rolling for Garcia Haney. I would love it. I think it's a great fight for him. People say leftovers, okay, but dude, this is how you get big, man. A lot of people, they talk about the business, but this is how you do it. It's not always awesome. Um, And, you know, so I think it's a great fight for him. Are there better fights, you know, for him? Sure. Yeah, there are, you know, for sure. But honestly, dude, like, it's a, it's a great fight for him. It's a great fight for him, in my opinion, because it's a name. And it's it's a pretty big name, dude. I mean, it's it's just as big a name as anything besides uh, Tank. It's a huge name. So, I don't know, man. We'll see. I'm not going to get my hopes up. I think it's cool, though. Like I said, that'd be, that'd be a great fight for both of them. Great fight for both of them. And that would be a good way, like I said, for, for Garcia. If he pulled off an upset, that'd be huge for him. So, Hopefully that fight gets done. Um, we'll see, though. We'll see. But as far as I did want to talk about this because I got messages, and I'm not getting live messages because nobody can hear me right now. Um, so the thing is the rehydration clause, okay? And like I said, I wrestled, but not on the D, not on a high-level D1 level, right? I'll just be honest. But I wrestled, and you'd weigh in at – like, let's say it was a weekday, right? On a Thursday night, you'd have what, what's called a meet, right? And it'd be like a team versus team. The The tournaments were more individuals most of the time. So you weigh in at five, and I was one of the lightweights. One year, I was the first weight, 103. And I grew a bunch during high school and after high school. But, like, I weighed in at five and wrestled at seven o'clock at night. So you, you get some water in you, no doubt you get some food in you, but you, you couldn't rehydrate. And I understand, like, there are dangers of fighters having to make weight and then fight later that day or later that night, right? Now, there's also dangers for the other fighter to weigh in at 8 in the morning and then have 30-plus hours to rehydrate. And I'm just you. We're just talking Devin Haney right now because the fucking information just came out. That's the only reason why I'm bringing it up. I mean, guys like Margarito, the whole 15, 18, 20 pounds. That shit's been around for a while. Okay, I'm just, I'm just saying right here on this one. When you weigh at 140 and you're 165, fight night. That's a big advantage, right? So. Here's the thing, though. That's what it is. Like, that's what it is. You had the IBF with the rehydration thing the next Saturday morning. I, like, I'm not a big fan of rehydration clauses in fights because that's the ongoing rules that we go by besides the IBF in a non-unification, right? But I think there's somewhere in between 
day of the fight weigh-ins and weigh the system we have right now. So I don't think Haney should have to do a rehydration clause, right? I don't, or anyone, right? Obviously, if you got an IBF belt the next morning, what is it, 10%? It's not 10 pounds, right? It's 10%, something like that. And now I can say that because that's the rules, dude. So you get away with it. I mean, some people gain weight and they're fucking sluggish and it hurts them. Others, it gains weight and they're, and it's great for them. They can take punches better. They have more power. They feel better. Clearly, Haney shouldn't be weighing in at 135 anymore, right? But I'm saying, so I believe that there should be no rehydration clauses in fights because that's what the rules we're going with right now beyond the IBF, right? But my thought process on it is there should be rehydration clauses. If you're going to weigh in, like I'm not saying you got to weigh in the day of the fight, but if you weigh in the day before, whether that, using Haney for an example, whether that means 15 pounds or 18 pounds or I don't know the cutoff. I think like 10 pounds to 25 pounds, somewhere in there. You know, I don't know the exact number. Not going to say it. Um, And I want to reiterate, a lot of people do this, dude. It's not just Haney and Margarito. I brought those two guys up, but, you know, it happens a lot. So that's my thing. It's like, I do wish, because then if it was going to be an issue the next day, you know what? You just move to the next weight class, right? So to me, I wish it were different, but it's not. (laughs) So I can't sit there and be like, oh, this fighter, that fighter, you pick and choose when you're going to fucking say this fighter can do that and when you can't do that. And, you know, but the A-side thing's just been there, dude. You know what I mean? It's just been there. And, and yeah, for Haiti to get that fight, he'd, he'd probably for sure have to do, you know, a rehydration clause. But that's just my opinion. I think that's factual. Um, I don't think he'd go to 140. You know what I mean? I think Tank needs another fight at 140 just like he's confident, just to see if he's confident at that weight class. Because, like I said, listen to the, the post-fight pressure. After the Barrios fight, dude, he didn't like that weight class, man. He didn't. He just didn't. He did not. So um, I'm not making excuses for him. I'm not saying, oh, poor Tanky. He's so little, you know. He's not a big dude, but, you know, he's not little. Um, Oh, someone earlier said, someone, oh, boy, that's funny. Someone, I forgot this message. Anyway. Um, we do have some other stuff that we'll talk about here. Um, do, 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 do. So yeah, let's hope that Ryan Garcia and, and Devin fight. I know it's not Tio. I know there's some better fights for him. I get it. But honestly, it makes the most sense for him, dude. It really does. Here's uh Dimitri Bivel. Um, who, by the way, Allegedly, there's a domestic in that one, too. Um, he's got a two-fight deal with Saudi Arabia. The first fight, Lyndon Arthur, and he believes, he hopes, that the winner of Peturbiev and Callum Smith, that'll be the next one. Which would be dope. T. 
Teofima Lopez. Lopez and Ortiz. Jermaine Ortiz and Lopez are going to fight in Vegas February 8th during the Super Bowl week. Okay? And um, I don't know. That might make more sense to get butts in the seats there uh, for that fight. But it's a good fight. It's a solid fight. Um, Ortiz gave Loma a good fight. He's a good fighter. It's a good fight. Let's see what he's going to do after this because I think Lopez will win this fight. Is he going to fight a Matias? Matias? Obviously, the Haney fight. That'd be great. But if Haney, we'll see where this Ryan Garcia Haney stuff goes. Because if, if they fight in the spring, like March or April or March, they're probably not going to fight again couple months after that. In that uh, postponed, Keyshawn Davis, Jose Pedraza is going to be on that card too. So, I th- I'm, I'm happy with that fight. I, I don't I don't see the, the problem with that one. Uh, in an interview with Fight Hype, Inoue said um, he doesn't think it's possible to fight Javante Davis. It's more of the, hypes, the hype uh, that the fans are putting together. Uh, I think him very highly. Um, if he's on the lower part of the pound for pound list, I think he should be up a little bit further where than where he is now. Um, so, yeah. Here's Paul Magno of Boxing Tribute in Fight Hype. Great follow. I fully support rehydration clauses um, until commissions and sanction bodies work to do something about weight manip- manipulation. Rehydration classes are the only counter for fighters competing near their own natural weight against guys that aren't. And, and I get that, you know. And there's, you know, I, I kind of forgot about this, but now a lot of people are bringing up this uh, California State Athletic Commission because that's where these weights came from. By the way, Pro Gray put on 17.8. He weighed in at 156.8. Uh, the next day. Um, and then did they get down to like my wrestling coach used to say the skibbies or were they in? Cause you know, when they do the HBO weights, were they in jeans? Did they have what they have in their pocket? Do they have shoes on? You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, do they have a big ass jacket on hoodie jacket? I don't know. Anyway, Fred asked, why wasn't this fight canceled? Um, the California State Athletic Commission has a rule that if a fighter weighs more than 50% over the contracted weight on the day of the event, the bout is supposed to be canceled. Uh, you know, I had kind of forgot about that. Someone said that Spence weighed 157 versus Mikey at a 140. Huh. I don't know. I don't remember if that's true or not. But, um, yeah, I, I, that that rule, I do remember it now, but I, I, it just kind of clicked like, oh, wait, that's a good point. <laughs> like, yeah, isn't it not supposed to, isn't there a, isn't there a rule? Um, so that is something to be said. Now, the IBF scheduled a first bid at the 140 Mando spot between Richardson Hitchens and Jack Catterall. Um, they didn't make the deadline. The first bid is for January 2nd. So, and of course, you know, they can still work on a deal uh, all the way up until it, basically. It's just a little time that they 
they do a little bit before it. But other than that, um, Eddie Hearn did talk about that he is offering Boots Ennis something. Because um, Boots Ennis, you know, obviously has been aligned with the PBC somewhat, but that was Showtime, uh, you know, Amazon Prime, Top Rank, Matchroom. Where will he go? Will he go someplace or not? We'll see. Um, let's see here. Here's a little, oh yeah, someone sent me this too about Bill Haney talking about the fighter of the year. Or where his, you know, that Haney should be number one and pound for pound. And, you know, of course, this is your dad. Your dad's going to say all this, you know. But he said no other fighter has done what Devin has done, crossing the, the, the pond to become undisputed, uh, coming up to another division, fighting, a, you know, a hard-hitting, arguably no one, you know, the boogeyman, no one wanted to fight. That's not really true. Um, he's the number one fighter right now, pound for pound. Uh, it's no slight towards, you know, Crawford, but he said, you know, that Spence was depleted, so that doesn't count. And it's like, come on, dude. Like, sure, okay. There is some more rumors about a second platform out there for PBC. Um, I'm hearing more and more that it might be a network. I don't know what that actually means. This is Ringwalk Danny. Uh, Mauricio said, and by the way, um, I think it was him or Ness. They, they also said, actually, hold on. I got it someplace. Uh, he said, I was told by the PBC or I was told the PBC will make a new announcement on a new platform deal. When I asked if it would be premium channel, I was told it'd be like channel five, which I think is like Fox. Uh, he said, the quote is, Al will rock the world when asked how many dates he was told. Um, wait, he was told 48 minimum, 24 to 30 a year. I was told 48 minimum, 24 to 30 a year. That doesn't really make sense unless they're saying both. Um, but he said, I pray this news is true. But I, I've heard a little... Little rumblings about that too. Uh, Danny Ringwalk, though, Ringwalk Danny said, uh, Mariso says the media and fans killed the franchise title. Well, there you go. Um, also, uh, by Danny, he said the WBC president Mauricio Suleiman announced uh, just now that any top 15 ranked fighter will have a monthly weight check via an app, Box Med. Starting in 2024, there will be a six-month grace period for ranked contenders and champions alike to register. Um, now, Lord of the Flies made a good point. They've been doing stuff like this for ages and never bothered to penalize fighters or pulling sanctions of the fights or rankings of the fighters. And he gave a bunch of, you know, different examples. Because, yeah, they do that. Like, they'll do a 30-day wait. They'll do a seven-day wait. You know, they, they've done that before. So, I don't know if they're just announcing shit to sound like they're fucking doing something or what. Um, but we'll see. We will see. Um, did it do, do, I think that's about it. Do I have any? Oh, speaking of, although uh, Paramount Global is out of the business, right? Sounds like Warner Brothers Discovery. 
that they're going to get together. They're, they're in talks to, to come together. So that doesn't really, uh, that basically makes sense to me. That, that lines up from what's been going on. Um, I think that's it for news. Let me check really quick if I got any other stuff I want to talk about. Yeah, I think that, oh, uh, Jake Paul, he, like I said, he won via uppercut, but he said that he'll be partnering up with USA Boxing uh, ahead of the, tw- the 2024 next summer Paris Olympics. He said he's going to be training with him and stuff. So that's kind of cool. That's uh, he, uh, he put out a little statement and stuff. So that's kind of cool. You know, no biggie. Um. <laughs> all right. So this one dude, the filthy casual. So there's announcement. Prime video announces some fights, right? Um. And he says, well, I guess the PBC's genius prime video deal doesn't contain exclusivity clause to it. Neither does it seem like any different from any ordinary distribution deal after all. Well, Amazon's been, speaking of Inuit, um, and in Mexico, with the PBC too, they've been doing boxing already, just not here in the States, but they've been doing boxing already. So, I don't know. Um, th- there was a, a report that someone sent me about in 2022, DAZN increased revenue by $600 million, and they still, they, they, they lost $1.2 billion, um, but that was $1.1 billion less than they lost the year before. So, um, we'll see if that, you know, if they can continue to try to turn that thing into some money. Here's Stephen A. Smith boxing Twitter fanboy stuff, right? He said, and this is, you know, in in 2020, he said, yo, y'all, I just finished watching this kid, featherweight Chris Colbert. Let me tell you something. Lightning quick. Spectacular boxer. Closest thing to Floyd Mayweather I've seen as a talent. He might be too small for Gervonta, but skill-wise, can fight with anyone. He's special. Interesting. Adam says Bam and Junto is going to be a pound-per-pound level fight when that happens. Best fight in the sport below featherweight. That's what I'm saying. Like, I know, was it, who was who was saying? Mannix? Yeah, let's, Bam and Inouye. It's like, dog, there's fights at 115 and at 118. So just, just calm down a little bit. Sonny said, from the second, I was seeing double out of my left eye. He said, from the second, like the second round or the second it happened. He's making it sound like the second round. I couldn't gauge if he was in or out of range. I was getting caught at the edge of distance. Started throwing anytime I knew he was there. Ended up getting me cut and then put me down. Um, it is what it is. I got beat by the better man. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Now, one of the judges, I think, only gave him. Let me look at it really quick. One of the judges gave him three rounds, Sonny. One of them only gave him one round, the third round. I thought that was kind of bullshit. The other gave him uh, three. So, yeah, I agree with the other two. I don't agree with just one round. I think that's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, and just to kind of show you where uh, O'Quinn was when he knocked uh, Peter the F out, 
I mean, the punch stats, right? Someone posted this. 102 to 35. He was just getting beat from pillar to post, and he hung in there, and he did it, dude. That was crazy, man. That was crazy. Um, Ryan Garcia, Devin Haney came coming in over 160 from 140 is actually crazy, but not against the rules. Tank won't fight without the clauses. After March, when I get this title from Roley, we will unify on a special date. How's that sound? Now, he said that last week, so, you know, who knows what he's thinking now. Hopefully they get that fight done, or at least a plan. Oh, yeah, there, um, another uh, fight on that uh, Jake Paul thing on Friday on DAZN, uh, Tellez, Taez, Taez, Yoannis, nasty left hook. Um, not, I mean, he knocked that dude out. Yeah, I forgot to say that. Um, Gervonta was saying that both of them were going pretty hard on Twitter. Um, I'm not going to repeat all the stuff they were saying because it's really just stuff that, you know, he's just saying he's talking to the wrong person. He's offering money, but you know, which one is it? Um, I don't know, but I'm not going to get too deep into that stuff. You know what I mean? Because that's just, it is what it is. A lot of it's just bullshit. Um, Richardson Hitchens says, yo, Eddie, is either you lying to this man that I said I didn't want the fight, or is he lying? So which one is is it? Well, they're going to find out about that. This is uh, Boxing Twitter. If Matchroom can sign Boots Ennis, that would be a huge win for Eddie Hearn. Drawn's appeal appeals to the urban market big time, something Eddie doesn't really have. He would get his own tank. Jerron has that type of popularity upside. He's not popular as tank as of yet, though. Come on, dude. He'd get his own tank. Huh? And someone followed up. Uh, Malik Span said, Boots is a star in the making. The fact that Showtime refused to put him in the ring with any of the fighters, disgrace. PBC, blah, 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 blah. It's like, dude... It's a lot harder than you think on that one. I mean, even Ugas being the backup for the Spence Pacquiao. I mean, he's looking to fight Spence or Pacquiao, dude. Like, it's just, I don't know. I just think it's so easy to say that. Okay, here's that. I wanted to go over this real quick. Um, so, Gervonta was 144. Um, in that Ryan Garcia fight the next day. That's what he weighed in at. And then it's also the times, you know, the time frame when they do this stuff. What time are they weighing in? Usually it's in the morning. Um, but I don't know. Oh, I'm going to get some shit for this if I don't say it. So Gervonta does what he does. He texts it or he tweets and then deletes stuff. He said, Al was supposed to call me last night, but he didn't. Probably going over that deal with Steven that nobody told me about. So if you see me elsewhere, you know what's up. So that can be taken a variety of different ways. Um, so it is what it is, man. You know, I, I don't know. Um, but 
that's just what he does. He also said, I promise you, your father is going to cry to what he, and he goes in to say, you know, I'll beat you to death and stuff like that. Um, oh, yeah, the California rule. This is from ESPN. California rule will cancel the fight if a competitor is over 50% of the contracted weight. That's this. This was. They say they've taken a major measure. You know, a measure, a major measure attempting to, you know, the 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 extreme weight cutting. Um. So the CSAC is one of the largest combat sports, you know, bodies in the world. Blah 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 blah. Uh, they passed a rule that said that if they weigh more than fifteen percent, it passed five to zero. So the commission is just not, you know, added language in regulation passed uh, state that promoters, managers, trainers, matchmakers are responsible for ensuring the comp- they complete the new rule. The idea behind the rule is that, you know, the large amount of cutting and all that. Yeah. So there is a rule that says that that's not supposed to happen, but I don't know. Here's another little bit of news from Philly. Joe Frazier Jr. and Danny Garcia are teaming up to put on a boxing event in Atlantic City on January 13th to honor legendary heavyweight champion Joe Frazier, who turns uh, 80, you know, would have turned 80 on January 12th. So that's cool. That's cool. I like that. Um. So, yeah, I think that's about it. I think that's going to do it for me. Oh, and then one more thing. I kept getting, I got a couple of these that the PBC Amazon deal is going to make the the, the politics, the street politics worst. It's like, what? Make it worse. Like, that just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make it worse. Because if there was Showtime, it was already... It was already that. To say it makes it worse, that doesn't make any sense. You know? It's like, how is that worse, though? And a lot of people that use Glazer, back in the day, Glazer was saying Amazon. Because someone said, Amazon's just sitting out there. This is 2020 about boxing. Amazon, really? In a product such as the PBC, that is uh, that is way underwater since the inception in March two, you know, 2015. Not happening. He was really against it, that it would never happen. And then all of a sudden it happens. And then it's like, well, the deal's fucked up, so it doesn't matter. You know, it's, he always has a way, just like most people. Anyway, I think I'm going to get out of here. Oh, yeah, th- I got I to read this one. I got to read this one. Um, This is uh, Chris Rob Will. At Chris Rob Will, it's it's almost impressive. The job of a promoter is literally to organize boxing matches, book venues, broker TV deals, and pay fighters. Saudi has removed all the key responsibilities from these snakes, and they're still full of their own self-importance. <laughs> That's funny. Here's Ryan Garcia. Um, not this summer, but last summer, right? And they're talking about the the Paul uh, Paul fight with the Rock Bomb. If you sign a contract to fight at a weight and then later decide you can't you can't because reality hits you, then that's on you. 
don't agree to something that you knew you weren't capable of and then expect everyone uh, just to obligate your missteps. It's like, well, well, he didn't expect anyone to obligate his stuff. But anyway, just kind of a funny little thing that someone sent me. Anyway, I'm going to get out of here. Um, Let's see how the sound goes with this. And then you never know. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll do it off of this. Anyway, I'm going to get out of here. Enjoy the fights. Peace.